questions. Hi, this is Anna Valenzuela, and uh, no Alex here today. I'm just my scheduling is crazy. Sorry, Alex. I love you. We're gonna get you on the next one. I love you. Uh, no, no Alex today. Uh, but we do have our fabulous guest now. One fun thing about this podcast because it is a uh from a 12-step perspective sometimes i have 12-step people on and they don't want to disclose who they are they want to be like totally anonymous which is completely up to you if you want to be like anonymous and spill all the tea that would be hilarious <laughs> we were just having a hot goss sesh well it would it would be too obvious it would be <laughs> like <laughs> I can't, too much of my shit is out there already <laughs> yeah which i which i love about you i love that you bring it all to the forefront you talk about it and this month um i yeah, recorded a bunch of podcasts and then they're all suspended because uh in light of brody in this month we're talking about mental health that's what i want to do i want to talk about mental health i'm a Hell solutions yes. oriented person um and i want to i want to destigmatize i want to make it like a positive experience cuz i've struggled in my own ways and you are very public about your mental health journey, but I have not asked you, you have not introduced yourself yet. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Hey, my name's Hannah Michaels. Hannah Michaels. You've seen her blowing up the internet, being funny on Twitter, being funny on stage, That's being what amazing. I fucking love is when I'm at a show and people are not giving me any, any mind and they look me up on Twitter and think I'm somebody and start talking to me and jokes on you. I'm still not anybody. <laughs> Well, we're all somebody, but we're all, we're all, it, it's like it, it, in a world where everybody's somebody. Yeah. Does that exactly. make any sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's 100%. like, we all bring like things and stuff and accomplishments to the table. And that's why we should all just be nice and normal and not try to like get things out of people. Just like be a human yeah. for like five minutes. Like we, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 90% most of us, you know, are just not going to make it to that point but uh we should probably have friends um yeah that would probably be a good idea and we should be driven by well the thing i've been really thinking about is like being driven by the idea of making things that bring me joy you know like to marie kondo my art like just do the stuff that is fun and like do the stuff that brings me joy like write the jokes that bring me joy involve involve myself in projects that bring me joy and and to like do that work as opposed to doing the work of being like a famous person i think that's what some folks are looking for yeah to be famy yeah and then it's like okay well do you get to did you do what you sought out to do or are you in a box now Right. I mean, if they if they get if there, they get that far. if they get that far. But then also what I find is I think there is just a wealth of disappointment in the pursuit of like, quote, like a certain type of success. Yeah. I think it's just there's a lot of people being like, my expectations aren't met. I'm going to be a weird incel that makes women yeah. crazy. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm bored and I'm not getting what I want. So I'm going to bother women. You have a very interesting, like, and you don't obviously have to talk about it, but you have this very interesting um, experience in comedy where, like, sometimes folks will come out the woodwork and, like, say and do things that are, like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, your stories. Uh, Vanessa Gritton has a lot of the same stuff where I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God, she does. <laughs> he did what? Or. Yeah she did what i'm so what like yeah <laughs> that would have what? you seen those photos of her with suge knight in the jacket he was arrested in <laughs> like that's my 
Yeah. <laughs> she's just sort of like, she's like living in a world where it's like, like, yeah. what? and we all are to an extent, but like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Stuff that doesn't sound, it doesn't sound real. And when she says it, she's aware of it and her eyes light up. And I think people are like, what is happening? Cause she's just like, there's yeah. a great, like I yeah. a crazy story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's just the way it is. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You live life. You experience things. <laughs> but yeah. you have a, you have like a fascinating journey. You have like a mental health recovery stuff going on. Uh, a ton of it. Um, and that's always been going on. The more I look at it, it's like, oh, this has always been there. <laughs> um, a lot of it has. Yeah. Um, when were you like first aware of it? Um. My parents were first aware of a lot of things before I was because they're therapists. And I think that actually made things worse. Uh, yes, we both we both share yeah. this. We have therapists in our family. I have a, like a very involved therapist grandmother. Who's yeah. like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard when when you're a kid and people are seeing this stuff and um that you can't really understand and you know you're being watched and analyzed mm. and um does that make you want to like stuff it down more so they can't see it or i always felt like that was impossible um oh. i always felt like it is so i have emotion dysregulation um, sure and uh i always felt like it is so impossible for me not to show what i'm feeling I have to make it somehow palatable and noticeable so that people actually listen to me when I feel something. Okay. And um, that's probably why I'm doing comedy. I don't know. Um, Most of us, yeah. Yeah, is to is to just like take all these thoughts and, and formulate them in such a way that people are forced to listen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of uh, creepy when you think about it that way. Like I am sitting, like people are sitting down in a room and I'm forcing them to hear this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I made you laugh, therefore you want it. Like it's so gross. Um, but well, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's sort of like a, it's a human experience and we're exchanging emotions with people. We're yeah. selling emotions. There's a, I was doing some writing for some drag queens and one of the, um, one of the queens uh, was on a podcast talking about like doing a sad song on stage. And the first time she did it, she was really sad. It was Shea Coulee. And apparently one of the Chicago queens turned to her and said, hey, fuck them in the heart. <laughs> and I think that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's like the goal. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the fr when I heard that, it was like all I tingled. I was like, oh, that is that's my goal. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. I oh, love, I love that. that so much. Right? That's so cool. It's amazing. Um, yeah. I love Drag Race so much, too. Oh, girl. This last, this new season premiere. Yeah. Wow. Talk I about was... that cyst. Talk yeah. about that oversharing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I can't make fun of Soju. That is me. <laughs> that is my whole life is wearing baby clothes and oversharing about nasty shit. Like that. That is my act. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? My body is full of fibroids. I bled for a long time. What's up? Like, <laughs> like and, and, and sometimes people will like, you know, you get I'm sure you get this in comedy a lot. People ask you, how are you doing? And yeah. there are the people that mean it. And yeah. then there are the people that are don't know what to say in a greeting. Like they yes. should be able to say greetings. Yeah. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like those people should just say greetings and then just like walk off. You know what I mean? Like I acknowledge you. Yeah. But um, sometimes they'll be like, how are you doing? And I'll be like, 
you know, I'm wearing an adult diaper right now. There's a <laughs> bunch of blood's coming out of my body at a rate I cannot control. Um, it's a little sweaty in there. You can't just like say that. <laughs> but I was doing it. I was like, I'm going through a lot. How are you? And nice. their look would always just be like, I just, uh, it, uh, uh, yeah. People should just be able to say greetings. Yeah. Or laugh when they want to. That's a thing. For, I don't know if that's a thing for you where mm. like people stop themselves from laughing because the subject of the joke is really sad. Yes. But they want to laugh like their first instinct. You can tell like they laugh yes. for a second and then they stop. Oh, God, I should feel bad. Yeah. So, it's like, why? Why would I be telling this on stage? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to make you laugh. At yeah. This. And I think that's the thing about it is to say um, sometimes I'll throw in you have to laugh at this or I have to go back to therapy. Yeah. I have a line in one of my jokes. I've done stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like you you have to laugh at this or, you know, like this is, I'm, I have to tell them like, no, I, we're going to laugh at some sad things. Yeah. Maybe that should be like go out like Jeff Foxworthy or something like, y'all ready to laugh at sad shit? <laughs> you might have generalized anxiety disorder if you've ever cried putting on your makeup. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that that's like a, like a fun yeah, I love that. I love that you do that. You're like, no, we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about this. Hell yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's La- it's it's gotta be, because otherwise, you know how how are you gonna live? Yeah, I think if a woman, especially if you're listening to this, and a woman talks about her assault on stage, and she is like doing it in a way that's like, if she's doing a joke, yeah, fucking laugh. Because you take the power away from the person who did that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I like, it's one thing if you didn't th- think that joke was funny, but I see you, people who start laughing and then think the right <laughs> thing is to feel bad for me. Yeah, very rarely do we not see you guys. Yeah. Like, we can see generally the first three three rows. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes you'll be on a stage where you can't see shit. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. we can hear you. Oh, yeah. And we can feel you. If we have any sort of like empath sort of stuff going oh, yeah. on, we can feel you. Most comedians do, yeah. by the way. I, I've started to say like I just felt I just felt your kegel of judgment like I just felt, like I say <laughs> like I just say things like I just felt you judge me like and then and then they go ha and I go ha yeah gotcha <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I am in your head with you um so so with with all this stuff like when what age did you first kind of I'm adding in some additional questions what age did you first started like you were like your whole life the whole thing like but when did when did you start being like, hey, like, let's do something about this? I I don't know, because I was always asking for for people to listen um, since I can remember, mm-hmm. but particularly my parents to listen. But instead, they sent me off to therapists who I didn't feel like were listening. I felt like they were reporting back to my parents and it was all behavioristic <sighs> and it was like child child therapy is kind of i don't want to say it's it's always bad because it's not sometimes it's wonderful but it's kind of inherently flawed because Mm -hmm. therapy really only works if the patient seeks it out yeah and if parents are seeking it out and they have behavioral goals and those goals are not in line with the child's goals um it's gonna get kind of messy yeah and a lot of kids are cognizant of that yeah so i think I was always kind of asking for help, but very reluctant to accept it because it, 
the help came with a lot of like stigmas and diagnoses and different treatments and like every few months the way the diagnosis and the way that I was treated was different and I was always scared of the upheaval Interesting. and um so I was always kind of like screaming and doing these weird behaviors like please listen to me but at the same time don't do that um and uh listen to me like a parent don't listen to me like a therapist yeah 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 and it's not you know it's not their fault like they just literally couldn't turn it off Mm because like if you see that your child has something like you can't right and they couldn't turn it off and they ended up kind of making it a lot worse by accident um yeah so yeah I, i i think it was probably not until my mid-20s when I started seeking out that shit myself. Okay. Okay. Because I was so resistant because it's not just my parents. Everyone in my family is a therapist. Whoa. Everyone. <laughs> like, it's it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And they're all therapists because they're all crazy. Like, yeah. Doctor, he- There's a lot of doctor heal thyself. Yeah. Do folks in your family, my grandmother would have all her therapist friends over and then they would like crack open a bottle of wine and then they just start talking about clients. Did you ever catch that one? Oh God. Okay. So (laughs) because my parents are both therapists, they have, um, confidentiality is technically broken when you're talking to another doctor. Oh. So that was every that was every evening. Like so every just... dinner was hearing about their patients. And sometimes these people were famous and sometimes we could figure out who they were. Whoa. <laughs> it, was mess- it was messed up. Oh. That's insane. Yeah, the, the Yeah, I've experienced and that's that's an interesting thing when you're like hearing what they really think. Yeah. Cuz there's two there's two parts in their brain. There's the curious clinician. Yeah. And then there's this sort of um human in yeah. there who's yeah. just like can you believe this crazy shit? <laughs> like <laughs> and there's and, yeah. and and they need to express that but that's why therapists need therapists oh yeah 100% do they my grandmother refuses to seek any sort of help on her own she's like ah that's what my friends are for and I'm like that's no. <laughs> not ever worked um yeah kind of crushed my mom uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do, do they take care of themselves in addition to, or are they just like somewhat, they do see people and they have, I have seen them grow a lot since I was a kid. So that's, that's been really cool. Um, and just become a lot calmer and, and more at ease with the fact that they can't control everything. Yeah. And that's, that's from hard work for sure. Yeah. Um, that said, I had to move back in with them for a month. Um, yeah. Re- real recently, because my lease was up and I couldn't find a new place I could afford in time. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. Because they live in L.A., so it's easy. Yeah. But I, I definitely walked in on a conversation that started with my mom going, Barry, that woman definitely killed her husband. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> That's so dark. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just that's crazy. They were probably having a should I report this? Uh, <laughs> they've they've had a lot of those should I report this moments. Whoa. I I got a text. One of my very good friends is um she's finishing her hours and when she started going to school, 
to become a therapist, I told her, and she's literally the most one of the most talented people I've ever met clinician-wise in my life. She's incredible. And I, I told her, I was like, listen, um, don't put the people in your life on the couch. It's going to be really, really, really hard because you're going to see their attachment styles. You're going to see their you know, you're, you're going to see their trauma. You're going to see them acting out. You're going to see their anxiety. Like I get it. And one time I told her, cause I was a little, cause there is probably, there is a family history of borderline personality disorder in my family. And I went to my therapist and I was like, you need to tell me if I have this, you need to tell me. And she was like, you're fine. I would tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and I called my friend as a backup and she was like, well, legally I can't just tell you what I think of things. She goes, if I were to guess, I'd say definitely a little GAD, you anxious lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, okay. But um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? But it, it's, it's, it's really difficult to turn it off. And she gave me, she texted me the other day. Um, so I was in a, um, I was in a meeting, uh, clinicians, clinicians meeting and I definitely just heard a therapist say, well, at least she's not killing cats out of anger anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you guys reporting that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like, she's an adolescent and it's a cat. So legally, we can't yet. And I was Ooh. like, that is... That's well, so weird law. That is a weird, like she explained it to me. I was like, you have to explain to me like why this is not reportable. Like that's yeah. insane, but... Definitely, like... Oh, I mean, my parents have run into those cases where they thought a patient was going to do something, but they didn't have any definitive um, proof of anything. And uh, sometimes they would do something after that, and they they couldn't have reported it. Um, And I'm not going to talk about any particular case that was on the news in the 90s a lot. Um, But, yeah... (laughs) Yes. The, the whole everybody just listening to this went what because there's like so because the nine the news in the 90s was was all of those cases it's yes. why netflix i'm not going to talk about any particular person that killed his wife and the person she cheated with um, what? But, oh that's crazy wow well you it, know he couldn't legally do anything yeah what can you do he, he gave him up a week before everything happened because he was like i don't think i can treat you i think it's too much and you're witness to all this as a kid oh yeah yeah um he was freaking out he oh. felt like not not only was there a lot of internalized like could should i could i have done something and yeah. legally no he could yeah. not have done anything um and you know there was a lot and there was a lot of like are they gonna uh lawyers broke in my dad's office what yeah what yeah yeah he hid a bunch of files (laughs) um crazy yeah (laughs) oh my gosh that's incredible so um what an environment what what people to be raised by like because their lives are a little crazy and And then then, yeah and if it feels sometimes like um a lot of people have like this well of empathy and it can run dry yes and um it kind of felt like they were coming home and it had run dry yeah um and they were trying their best, but were also very anxious about everything because <laughs> their lives yeah. were crazy and they were steeped in mental health. Yeah. And I was not following any of the child rearing books 
Yeah. So they were just freaking out constantly. They about couldn't me. couldn't find an academic reason for or solution. Yeah. For sometimes we're all different. Yeah. And yeah. our experience is all different. And I, that does sound like a maximum high pressure environment for a child to be around. It was it was uh crazy. It was um and the way that I reacted to it was to act out even more. Yeah. Um, because that's the way any comic would react to that. Exactly. Like, I'm going to light this building on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I remember your hair is a beautiful shade of like greenish blue. And I came home when I was like 15 visiting my grandma with that color hair. And she just looked at me and she said, well, isn't that interesting? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, we know what that means. <laughs> oh. I realized in that moment, I realized everything she had ever said was interesting was, I fucking hate this. Why are you doing this? And I was just like, and then you don't trust any compliment. And that's the worst part is like, Mm -hmm. it took forever to like trust them when they were like encouraging me. Right. Um, And they are very supportive and they mean very well. But like it took forever to believe that. Yeah. It's like when you're at work, yeah, you can't come from a non-judgment place. But like when you're not at work, why don't you say like, you know what? Don't like that. Don't care for it. Yeah. (laughs) So we know what the sense of scale is instead of varying degrees of, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. What is this language? Yeah. What were all the little diagnoses that they gave you along the way? Oh, God. So many things. Some of them were wrong. Some of them were right. Um, okay. I don't mean little. I don't know why right. that, but. Anxiety was probably right. Okay. Um, there was suspected autism in there at one point, and mm-hmm. that's probably a social anxiety that was yeah. manifesting in a weird way. Sure. Um, a lot of things were suggested that came out to not be true. Um, yeah. Uh, I think bipolar might have been in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was too young to officially be diagnosed. It was just like, we suspect this. Yeah. Um, there was uh, definitely a lot of ADHD stuff and a lot of ADHD pills that I really wish I was not still addicted to. Mm. Um, and uh, there was a lot of uh, weird, like speculation about oppositional behavior okay and attachment styles and shit like that okay when i was very young um like i don't know as i got older i think they they kind of were more reassured but uh, when i was really young i think they thought that i would end up uh schizophrenic like my aunt oh and uh i I could sense that in them Mm. i'm sorry they were like scared of me a little bit um yeah but yeah, you know, it, what were they, you know, what were they going to do besides not have kids, which was pro- probably a smart idea, to be honest, and given their gene pool, um, what were they going to do, you know? Yeah. They went with what they had. Um, it was a bunch of medical shit as well. Yeah. Um, so it was just a clusterfuck for them. Yeah. But also for you. Yeah. Because that's a lot to, like, when you got to that point when you were 20, when you, what was that surrender like when you were like what is 
I need help. Cause I remember that for me, I, I had a 12, I had a, my sponsor in a 12 step program call me after my mom died. So my dad had died. My mom had died. I had never, what we call in the program, we call it seeking outside help. Right. And she was like, you need outside help. You're going to call this number or you're never going to fucking call me again. And she hung up. She was like, I am tired of listening to this. You are stuck. And I, this is beyond me. She's a therapist now, actually. She just like finished grad school. Good for her. <laughs> but um, she was just like, she was like, no. And like hung up the phone. And um, and it saved my life. But the first therapy session I ever had, I said, I don't want to be here. My grandmother's a therapist. She's highly abusive. I do not trust you people. I want to work on my anger. I expect to be here for six months. Yeah. And three years later, I had had like umpteen million spiritual awakenings and like really gotten a lot out of the experience. This poor lady. I was just like, <laughs> fuck you and fuck everything you stand for. I'm here because an p- important person in my life is forcing me to be here. And she was like, okay. That was very much my experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that like... Cause you, cause you don't trust him after a while. It's like, I know what you people do on your off time. Yes. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I've, seen it. I've seen it. How are you going to help me crazy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so what was that surrender like for you? Um, it was weird. Um, I'm not sure I have fully done it, even okay. though I'm in therapy now. Yeah. I'm not sure that I have fully done it. Okay. Um, I'm still pretty combative to my therapist, which is, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, like, I always feel bad. But um, I'm sure she's dealt with worse. Uh, I know she's dealt with worse because I gah, can't get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally can't get away from it. Um, yeah, I, I still fight sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's been very gradual. It's yeah. been very um I guess what got me back into it this year was that I was experiencing severe PTSD and trauma from something that had happened and I was losing friends because I was like not controlling when I vented to them about it and not oh. controlling um you know, certain like thoughts or, or like certain things that no friend should have to hear. Mm. Um, and so I was like, if I want to, you know, hold on to these people, I have to, I have to really do something about this. And, uh, I did, I did hold on to them. Um, they did, you know, everyone I lost came back, but, uh, it was scary to, to kind of think that like, to kind of look back and step back and realize how my behavior was affecting other people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a moment when you already feel so lost. Right. Right. It's like you already need help. But on top of that, there's this fear for me, the fear of being alone. Yeah. Alone, alone. Me too. Like abandonment stuff for me. I remember the, uh, the first time I had a third, but it was, it was a 12 sponsor. She was like, well, you know, you're going to react that way with the abandonment stuff. And I went, abandonment stuff? And she went, <laughs> your parents are dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh. She's like, Don't, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you should be aware that you get really anxious 
at the thought of changes in relationships and distance it really seems to make you upset and you have zero control over it you only have control over your behavior so sit on your hands and i'd be like great <laughs> <laughs> at that time i was real honorary in my 20s i was ooh, i would just in my 30s it, it the older you get the um my experience has been the more um that information feels less like a fight yeah but in my 20s i was just like fuck you oh yeah fuck you i don't want to be like that yeah no you know yeah, so 100 percent and what's the sort of the final where where are we at now? Like where what are we treating now? What are we what are we doing now? Because we're we're celebrating we're celebrating the work, you know. Oh God! Um, if you don't want to talk about no, it, no, I'm too. I'm fine. I just I kind of um, realized this week that like I expected to come up with my therapist with this you know new test or whatever that I had PTSD because I knew I had yeah. it from but I thought it was going to be stemming from very recent things. And um, I, I was like, can I have a look at that test after uh, she was done administering it to me? Turns out I double, like I double the amount to qualify, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and I looked at it and I realized like most of this would have applied when I was a really young kid. Yeah. And um, I wasn't abused. Like yeah. there's no villain I could point to. There's just, there's just trauma mm -hmm. and it's not stemming from anything bad. And, um, I, I, I guess I was just a highly sensitive kid who had a lot of physical boundaries that were being broken a lot. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's, it's a weird mind fuck. And then to think th that all of the like male predators who sought me out after, probably sensed that oh yeah is uh more of a mind fuck um it's uh it's creepier it it feels like can i ever get out of this but i'm gonna i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do some exposure therapy and try mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah <clears throat> practice those dbt skills get yeah. it girl that's uh that's that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the um the I my therapist now had me read The Body Keeps Score, that the book about trauma and all the effects of trauma because I was, you know, it's you know, it's ADHD, it's this, it's that, it's depression, it's like yeah, I'm super anxious and a lot of really ugly, gnarly things have happened that all equate to trauma. But most importantly, I was a really emotionally sensitive. Did you yeah. see it, it, in my family, there was a lot of you're being too sensitive right now, which I can't imagine a therapist maybe saying. I, I can't imagine it. I don't know. Well, it was I mean, I, I that phrase wasn't used. Yeah. But there was definitely you're acting out right now. Like you're oh. there was definitely like you need to control yourself. Oh, and um. And I still can't control myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but I I wouldn't look at yourself as like somebody who needs to like be controlled in that sense, you know, like in in some ways I I I'm not, you know, I'm not actively 
harming anybody or myself I'm probably a little too open um I'm probably a little too uh I'm terrible with planning I don't cook anything I just order everything that <laughs> That's not that's not good. <laughs> the executive functioning for like how to feed yourself isn't in place. Yeah. Yeah. But I get um that. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not gonna Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I think the beautiful thing is all that stuff can be learned. That's been my experience. I really didn't know how to I hope so. I didn't know I'm how to thirty. <laughs> it honestly took me until thirty to like uh, been, this has been coming up a lot in my personal life. It took me till 30 for somebody to teach me how to learn how to relax. That would be my, that would be my, ex, you know, exposure yeah. thing for my therapist would say your assignment for the week is to, you've identified that you like the beach. I was living in the South Bay. You identify that you like reading. Um, why don't you go to the beach and read a book? And I'd be like, really? And she'd go, yeah. And I'd be fighting myself the whole time i'd be like my brain would just be like and she'd yeah. be like go relax go be in the sun go do that and come back and report it and i'd be like huh <laughs> but like just like basic thing I, I was in my 20s at a job when somebody this is why when i worked in the autism field i never i never looked down on my clients for not knowing how to do their laundry or not knowing how to do their their clean a floor or how to because somebody had to teach me that stuff yeah you know it was like up until that point my parents were just like do this thing we will not explain it to you <laughs> <laughs> and I was like ah, 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 you know, <laughs> just like why have you not done the thing and I'd be like ah, ah, yeah <laughs> so what I mean that what's been sort of like the most and I'm so happy you're doing that like you can learn all of that so laundry i got down at least <laughs> do you have a crock pot i do my roommates do it will i will send you some recipes that is nice. that will change the game even if like you're like oh, i don't know what i'm gonna make even if you bought do you eat meat yeah okay even if you bought five chicken breasts you're like what do i do with these and you put them in a crock pot and you dump salsa or enchilada sauce or really any a salad dressing you really like. I don't know. Whatever rocks your socks. Like, just dump that in there. Leave it on for four hours. You have meat for the whole week. Nice. Easy. Easiest yeah. shit in the world. But yeah. you, you don't know that if nobody tells you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could, I, I, I could do that. I have a lot of weird food shit, though. But, yeah. I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i was like would you like some almonds you're like super allergic i was like i'm not even gonna move them from over here they live oh here i didn't now. even mean that no <laughs> no no, no. I have a lot of psychological food shit too oh really yeah that uh, happens it does uh is it textures is it no it's um the smell of certain leftovers and the sound of like tinfoil okay it's weird okay. um so Tupperware yeah. and not a lot of leftovers. Yeah, it's really weird. You're um, a cooking fresh lady. I mean... Like a French person, like a fancy French person. You go to the market, you get what you want every day, you make it pretty. I could do that easily. I'm a freelancer. I could do that. <laughs> I don't have anywhere to be. But like Postmates, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get it. I it's, get it. I, I think <clears throat> it stems from like being like forced to eat because i was underweight or something 
Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you, you, you try to, like, go back to, like, all the shit that it's just, like, whatever. At some point, you're just, like, you know what? This is how uh, our roommate, Luke, doesn't cook at all. And he doesn't want to. And he's, like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, he's fine. Like, he's just, like, yeah, no. I. He wakes up in the morning. He walks down to the little Thai restaurant down there. He gets this little Thai food. And he comes back. That's how he does it. That's I just, mean, that works. Yeah, that's how he lives. And that's fine for him. Like, it'll just be, like... I don't know. I think a lot of times we're searching for problems and solutions, but yeah. we should just be like, this is how it is. Yeah. I don't cook. Yeah. This is how I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> fine. It's, it's, I will find a way to beat myself up about anything. Right. <laughs> like, it's. Well, in so our field, silly. it's so easy to do. Yeah. And we, you know, in terms of like the second question I ask people and I want to explain the word insane because if you're listening to this like she's doing this mental health month but she keeps using words like crazy and insane i just say crazy all the time because i'm a 80s baby and a 90s child it's just a word that was everywhere i'm sorry um but when it comes to like um insanity in the 12-step sense it's usually like doing the same thing and expecting different results right and um like what's was sort of the most moment you had like the most insane moment in that where you were like, man, this is not. When I realized something wasn't working. You yeah. Mean? Yeah. Um, uh, at some point I realized that everyone I had dated owned a sword. <laughs> That's by the way, one of my favorite jokes of yours. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's that was definitely a moment. The sword guy. Yeah. They're like a real... We were putting for Vanessa on Brouhaha. We put together a list of things that like she... Like dating criteria now that she's a single lady. Yeah. And one of the things I put on there was like no swords, no lizards. Yes. No swords and no lizards. Yes. If you're a sword person, a lizard person, mazel, you'll find your sword and lizard lady. But like (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely... They're out there. (laughs) Um, But like... No swords, no lizards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, not for Vanessa or for me or for you. No Very swords, much. no lizards. It's uh, actually um, when uh, when uh, Dave was moving out because we were going to New York and for some reason I went with him. Like, why? Um, but was <laughs> love. Yeah, but that wasn't the right. Whatever. I'm not going to beat myself up over that decision. I learned a lot. I made a lot of new friends. Yeah. Yeah, um, you experienced it. You lived in New York. Yeah. What an experience. I broke up with a guy who is still my friend. It wasn't a bad thing. Um, that Who can say that? That's a pretty, that's a pretty amazing thing. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, that's like incredible. Like, I, oh my God. Okay, side note. I'm talking too much about myself. I really like no, hanging no, no, out no. with you. Yesterday, I had the most interesting day. I went to... I, w- I went to a 12-step meeting and a homeless lady came in and her pants fell off and she was not wearing any underwear. And I was by myself and I just walked up and I had to go through all the mental gymnastics of that, which is first, help that lady put her pants on. Secondly, society says you should not touch this person. And then the third thing was shut up and help her put her pants on. What would the nicest people in your life do? And I'm doing it all while moving toward this right. Pooh Baron lady. <laughs> and so I'm like shimmying. And then, and then she, she realized that like front, she realized it was, she was wet. And so her pants were getting caught on her booty. And so she just turned around and was like, okay, like she got what was going on. I was like, okay, I'm helping her put her pants on. And then, um, 
And then we get through the meeting and we actually called an ambulance for her because she was saying she couldn't breathe. And then when the EMT people showed up, they were like, oh, no, we know her. She has dementia. She's not going to go to the hospital. That's it. It was so rough. Right. And um, and then Stuart and I went fun thrift store shopping and I bought a pair of like what looked like a good fitting like sweatpant that she could put on and keep warm and stay on her body yeah um or layer or do whatever she wanted to do with it and then um we went to the gym before going back to get my car at the meeting where i could deliver the pants and my ex was there oh weird but like the ex and we were not we i moved i moved to la from Mm -hmm. san luis obispo so he could get his phd down here and damn he's a doctor a doctor of science not like a doctor of humans um (laughs) but like he's a doctor and my and it's me and Stuart and a good friend of mine um who I call soup daddy he's been on Jared he's fabulous and um and we're sitting there and he just like I come around the corner and he goes and I was like what like Full on fanny pack hair up because you want it when you run into an ex, you want it to you want to be like makeup done like Beyonce. You oh, want yeah. like your hair blowing oh, in the yeah. wind. You want like you don't want like a workout pony and like a fanny pack and like your to do your two dudes, you know, like hey, yeah. what's up? and um, <clears throat> and uh, we were friendly. But the last time we saw each other, we were not friendly. We were not. So that is I say all that to say to be really good friends with your ex is such a gift. I mean, it took moving across the country for that to happen. I think. I mean, but that helps. Yeah. It really helps. <laughs> it it's really like, helps. You keep the snow and the angry. I'll keep the sunshine and the narcissism and yes. we'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hundred percent. Exactly what happened. <laughs> um, but you guys, when he comes out here, you guys like hang out and yeah. like, I think that's a beautiful thing. There are it's, so many people that do not know how to accomplish that. It it took a long time. I think it's probably because we should have been friends to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually it's usually relationships that don't work out. It's like yeah. yeah, we should have been friends. Yeah. Yeah. I confuse this deep deep friendship with like wanting to bone. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Oh. Um but uh you know, whatever. I don't know. I had a good experience. One good experience in a sea of like awful. Um, and it was the guy who, like, you know him, is the most serial killer false flag dude, like, just in the way he looks. Um, he he's does, very nice, but just in the way that he comes across. He um, does. He's very serious, but also very funny. And yeah, he's very. And if you don't know him, like, he's so dry, you don't know if he's joking. Yeah. And he's very kind. Like, my interactions with him have always been yeah. positive. I like a kind of reserved weirdo. That's yeah. like, those are my people. So yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, I've, but yeah, he definitely does have like a, like a look of a 1970s, not Ted Bundy, but like, like just a 19- Like I was saying, the Zodiac. He's the Zodiac. Yeah, he has, he has a very Zodiac. You've seen those mugshots. He's the Zodiac. He, he does look like the Zodiac Killer's mugshots, yes. for sure. He definitely... Yes. Or David Berkowitz, maybe. Yeah, definitely a Berkowitz. Definitely. Oh, man. Uh, that's so funny. I, do you also share that thing where you've been through a lot of trauma, but you watch a lot of serial killer documentaries? Yes. <laughs> I do that. I do that. My 
the Thanksgiving after my dad died right before Thanksgiving. So the following Thanksgiving, my family did not know what to do. So we made, uh, we had a nacho bar and we nice. watched serial killer documentaries and, um, oh my God, why is that on? Um, sorry. <laughs> there was just a harp player that arrived. Um, uh, no, the, uh, we watched serial killer documentaries. Cancel. Why are you still on? That sounds like an awesome Thanksgiving, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Oh, my God. It's the best Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know why we deal with anything else. Pajamas, Investigation Discovery. Yes. And it was during that time when they had that show that was, like, uh, from the producers of Hoarders called, like, I Survived. And we watched, like, a bunch of that where it was, like, a mountain lion attacked a lady while she was jogging. And she dragged her limbs, like, 85 Damn. yards. And, I was just like, yes, like, <laughs> like it's sort of a thing. Stuart does not understand it because he was like wrapped in loving bubble wrap for most of his life. Like things have happened. He's had a lot of pressure. Definitely people pop the little bubbles like here and there. But like they just the like, why are you watching these documentaries? Like, um, yeah. did you watch uh, did you watch The Keepers on Netflix? I did. Oh. that's a rough one yeah i had to i had to uh space that out <laughs> yeah you gotta space if you're listening to this you gotta space out the keepers yeah. that one is that was not only was i watching the keepers i was uh at the same time attempting to deal with an institution that wanted to silence two of us about our assault <laughs> what so i was watching the keepers in that moment oh my god and i was like but this will work out for me this isn't the Catholic church. This is some media company. Like, um. uh, <laughs> see mm, why? Okay. So let's ask about some forgiveness. Hell yeah. How do you experience forgiveness? Uh, forgiveness is weird. Um, sometimes I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, there are times when forgiveness is more for you than the other person. Yeah. Um, and uh, forgiving someone doesn't necessarily uh, negate a bunch of work that you have to do on yourself. Yeah. Um, like, I've forgiven my mom for a bunch of shit that she didn't even really need to be forgiven for because she was trying to help just in a wrong way. Yeah. Um, and, like, that didn't help anything. And also... By the time you and your parents get to a place where you can forgive them, like, those are not the same parents that raised you. And no. you're not the same person they raised. It's, right. it, it doesn't put a lid on it. Um, I, you know, I wish it did, but, like, people change, people evolve, and, uh, like, particularly with families, it's like, you could forgive your family all you want, but they still made you. <laughs> um, right. And then you just feel bad f about, like, I, I feel bad about going through this uh, cycle of forgiveness when there was nothing to forgive. Um, mm. There were a lot of crossings of my boundaries, but they were all under the guise of, like, medical help. So what, am I going to forgive you thereby... Uh, sort of endorsing the idea that you're a bad person like hmm. maybe not maybe it's more like just forget like it sounds that sounds like what forgiveness really is is to be like oh I understand what you did that 
Yeah, I, I, I understand. Yeah, that. maybe, maybe, and I, and I don't harbor any ill will against that. Yeah, yeah, forgiveness is weird. Um, it's a big concept. Probably the hardest question. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing. It, um, I feel like a lot of people, um. I think forgiveness is expected a lot of like particularly assault survivors and stuff and it's mm. not um it can help sometimes mm-hmm. uh but it shouldn't be an expectation and I don't think forgiveness is actually the word you're looking for um when it comes to that particular context I think mm. uh when people talk to me in particular about like forgiving someone it's like learning to close that chapter that's a different thing than forgiveness yeah and um a hundred percent like useful thing to do always yeah a hard thing to do yeah and um i don't know uh in order to for like this is super RuPaul of me to say, but, like, mm. yeah, like, if you can't forgive yourself, how are you going to forgive somebody else? Like, yeah. That's true. It's hard. Can I get an amen? Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's been, um, have you had any, like, weird apologies? Yeah, I've definitely gotten some weird ones. Um, I've gotten a lot of uh, apologies mm. for, like, things that, like, I don't remember happened. <laughs> the me's of the world being like, hey, I, I yeah. did a thing that one time. And I totally get those. Um, yeah. Because I also give those apologies yeah. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like saying sorry is on my DBT chart of like, I have to log every time I say sorry unnecessarily because it's such a problem. What? I yeah. love that. That's like a DBT chart, though. To like, like add that on there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's on my diary card because I I just I I say sorry all the time when it's not. I don't yeah. need to apologize for myself existing. No. Um. You sure don't. You sure don't. That's a big deal. Do you ever? Here's my favorite one. Do you ever say you're sorry that you're sorry? I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. Yes. Oh God. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! It's yes. like those gifts on the internet of like the infinite thing. Yeah, like, it's just like no, <laughs> all the time. <sighs> what do you do to like? Because I, I know you've you struggled this last year and like you had to get some help, had to do some stuff. Like, what um, what do you do on a daily basis to kind of keep yourself together? Um. I'm not a very disciplined person. Okay. So I am attempting to do things on a daily basis. Okay. I'm not always succeeding. Keeping a DVD chart, girl. I walked around with one of those in my purse for like a thought log in my purse. And then I lost it. And then I had to ask my therapist for another one. Oh, yeah. And there was nothing on it when I lost it. It's gotten to the point where I'm filling them out in session right before the (laughs) session. Um. Yeah. Like, but the fact that you're doing it at all. It's, I mean, I'm trying, um, I'm trying to meditate. Uh, it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to weird places. <laughs> um, um, 
There's a huge well of Garfield in my brain that I only discovered through meditation. <laughs> um, Garfield? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why whenever, like, whenever I start uh, meditating, all roads lead to self-hatred and then to Garfield. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. Have you ever read Garfield minus Garfield? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because that's John. Yeah. John's just like this lonely. And that's a super angry... problematic state to be in. John is the first incel. Like, <laughs> I guess Charlie Brown is the first incel. <laughs> the fu- little red haired girl. She doesn't even have a name in your mind. It's true. Why do you think she's not getting with you? It's not because you're a bald kid. It's because you won't even <laughs> refer to her like a person. <laughs> it could be the bald and the short thing, too. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you are literally a bald child. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine? Just like one bald little kid. Just, just three hairs. It's like, I don't know. And white, too. Like, and like, oh, uh, just looks like a little old man. Oh, just, no. Just born an old man. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, but even that, I mean, we know. Here's the deal. If you're if you're like a little unsully, we know c- comedians that are not good looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, not even nice. No. Not socially they, they literally have very little to offer. Yes. Like if they were if they were on an app, like yeah, it would be. But they not only have women in their lives, they have amazing, lovely, yeah, oftentimes beautiful, like all the things you think you can't have. Yep. They got that. You know why? Because they listen with their ears. Yeah. And they communicate with their mouth. Yeah. And they're not weird. That or they're predators. Who knows? But I mean, like one of the two. <laughs> but like, like uh, in general, like either way, they were going through an effort to try to make her smile. Like, yes, they did. Th- they did a little work. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. The effort is key. Just <laughs> like, yeah, effort is effort is so it's just so easy. Just be like nice. Yeah, just do like one or two. It's it's, it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not. That's all it is. Be a it's person. It's vulnerable, but. It's easy. It's vulnerable. And I think that's what it is. It's the reaction to the vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. And then these guys keep reinforcing each other because they would rather be hold on to the anger and be then be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And well, because anger is a much easier emotion. Oh, we know yeah. that. We know that. We were angry kids. Yeah. Like, it's the easy emotion. Yeah. It's you kind think of... a woman can't relate to you? Fucking the term incel was coined by a woman. Like. Yeah. Shut up, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Calm down. <laughs> Q is not going to save Trump. Like, calm That's the fuck down. Crazy. So you spend a lot more time on the internet than I do. Because uh, yeah. it makes me... It's it's awful. Bonkers. It's an addiction. It's an addiction. Okay. It is 100% an addiction. This morning, my, my dude got something like an email that bummed him out. And then he was just like sitting on his phone and I just like went up to his phone. And I just slapped it out of his hand. And I was like, put it down, put it down. We're going to listen to the news like old people. I'm going to put on some NPR, put it down, <laughs> you know, like calm down, just relax right now. Like you just woke up, but like, yeah, it's, it's that the vacuum is, um, 
I think that's the, the the sort of the latrine for all of the the worst ideas. Oh my god, yeah. 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 It's uh oh my god. Uh yeah. That being said, you're very fun on Twitter. Oh this um it's uh it's terrible for me, but uh probably uh no that's not true. It's helped me it's helped me get in open some doors. So Yeah. Maybe it's not so bad. Yeah, I think yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe just spend less time looking at how other people are reacting. Oh yeah, never just put the jokes co- out there. Never. Okay, 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 okay. Um so the first uh roast battle video hits the internet. Boom, hits the internet. And Oof, I could not watch myself on Periscope when that was yeah. I actually I've only done two. I forced myself to watch myself on Periscope like from a game tape perspective. But the first video hits the internet. And, um, I just see, I just kind of look on the YouTube and I look down and I see a comment and I was like, what? And then I read another comment, what? And they're all spelling my name wrong. They're calling me A-N-A, which is cute. And then the next one, and they were all pretty negative. And I immediately called my sponsor and she said, from here on out, you're not allowed to read any comments about you on the internet. Yeah. Do you get that? No more. No more. You don't read that. Especially with streaming videos because they're always horrible. The work. The Those YouTube are. are YouTube comment people. What are you thinking? But what I've, are you thinking? I've <laughs> I've only ever commented one thing on YouTube and um, it was a Dusty Ray Bottoms dot tutorial. And I was like, those dots are an HSV toot because um, yes. it just looks like herpes, but it looks like cool herpes. Um, yeah. It's really cute, and they are really cute, and everybody loves them. It's her thing. Like, Michelle I'd, Visage was wrong. I don't care. Like what? It, 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 but yeah. and that's a cute. That's a cute thing. But um, like, but like comments in general. People who make a point of commenting on every video they see, or every Instagram, or, or every, every that's. I get a rough this comment. Shit out of me. <laughs> when I get a rough comment on Instagram, I just go, "Okay, bro." And then I just do that and then they go away. I'm just like, sure, bro. Like, yeah, I'm not responding to you anymore. So bye. Like, yeah, but don't like, that's the one thing I will tell anybody is I will grab them by the ears. If they've got like a thing coming out or whatever, I'll be like, your job is to never read the comments. It's a hard job. Can't do it. Like, can't you can, you are not allowed to read the comments at all. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's really bad for you. Don't, don't do it because if, if it's a bunch of really really good comments it might inflate your ego yeah of the situation because there's also like editing involved there's all kinds of like crazy stuff like you oh, don't yeah. know what's going on like oh yeah like people get one impression off of uh, um of me off of twitter and one impression of me in real life because on twitter i'm like sitting and ruminating with these fucking thoughts and i can make them funnier than they are <laughs> this is true i have time yeah yeah like, and you just give it. You just giving all them incels the business. It's hot. It's it's, it's great. It's beautiful. It's a good look. But like, I'm not like, you know, in person, I'm kind of shy. And yeah. that's, I don't know. And that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. It's fine to be both things. You're aware of it. Yeah, uh, totally. But it, it, yeah, it's social media is is is. It really it it can really fuck you up. Um, yeah it's kind of designed to yeah because then you buy more stuff yeah no it's kind of like the 
it's 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 like a slot machine. Yeah, it is like a slot machine. Like the weird penny slots at yeah. the back of the casino. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um <laughs> But you're not even getting money. You're getting personal validation, which is worth nothing. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I had a lot of likes last year. Um, yeah. So funny. Um, the So you so you meditate. You try. D- you do yeah. your log. You yeah. do your therapies. Like, yeah. So many weird Garfield thoughts. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's really become like... What are you thinking about Garfield? Well... I, it depends on what's, at this point, it's like my brain is like fucking with itself because the second I start meditating, I'm like, well, I'm not going to think about Garfield and then I'm going to think about Garfield. (laughs) You're wearing a Garfield shirt right now. I am. (laughs) It's a Katie Golden drew this. It's a real great Garfield too. Uh, I love the shirt. Um, The... That's really funny. Um, the it's it's basically a muscular Garfield. Yeah, and he's got all pecs. Says Swolefield, and yeah, he's all pecs. That's, cats have six nipples. Um, it's really funny. It's real gross. There's but like those are the thoughts because like it has become. At first, it was like, huh, weird. Why did I get an image of Garfield in my head? And it was a totally just like whatever comic strip image. And then it became, don't think about Garfield. And then it became. You're thinking really fucked up things about Garfield, trying not to think about Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you, as a Drag Race fan on All Stars Season 4, if Latrice Royale had come out as one of those Garfields that sticks to a window, (laughs) like with like two plastic bowls on her hands, how funny would that be? She would have won. They would have just put they would they would have just put the crown on her right away. Yes. Coming out looking like but how (laughs) funny would that have been? Oh my god, yes. How funny would that have been? Just like a sexy window Garfield. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's that's what she should have done with that makeover challenge. How cute would that be? That would be perfect. I mean, they were dying for just puss and boots. How about sexy (laughs) window Garfield? How funny is that? Literally the best idea in the world. Yes. So, I mean, you're not alone. I've been thinking about Garfield. <laughs> Stuart's been thinking about Garfield. We keep talking about it. Since I, since I walked in here with the... or No. We both... That's I, I will bring why him ha- out after this podcast. Why has it reemerged in our cultural consciousness at this moment? Great question. Because this is a thing. Like, we, there've been, there has been a resurgence of Garfield memes. Maybe like, that's your podcast you're going to start is Garfield. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, what the, the fuck Garfield is Report, this? where you talk about Garfield. Have you seen... Um, <laughs> I've already said this out on another podcast, by the way, and I do not care. Um, have you seen the strip that came out the day before 9-11? No. It's perfect. Do you have Garfield conspiracy theories? This is my favorite. This is the only conspiracy that I would ever give credence to that Garfield did not listen. What? What is it? What's the strip? It's just John on the John on the phone going. What he did? What? Hang on, I have another call. What he did? What? That's the whole strip. 
Garfield did 9-11. I mean, no, but that's like amazing. Be... That needs to be in a t-shirt, that one. It does. It came out on September 10th, 2011. What in the hell? Yeah. What'd they put on September 11th? Yeah. It's like a lot of lasagna talk. It's... High carb day. Yeah. They pulled... <laughs> <laughs> they pulled the funniest out of the paper that day. <laughs> no one gets funnies today. It's yeah. just sad. What? That's crazy. Well, I think it's, I mean, what's the harm in thinking about Garfield? Um, none. Okay, then fine. <laughs> Think about Garfield. Who, fuck it. Who cares? Maybe this leads to our next question. Maybe Garfield is the face of your higher power. Do you have a higher power in your life? It's okay uh, if you don't. My uncle literally calls his higher power Snoopy. Um, Yo. Uh. That's weird. I hope Garfield's not my higher power because he's a dick. Um, <laughs> he was really mean he's to John. not funny and he's a jerk. Um, he's John's externalized self hatred, right? That's the point. Shit. Yeah, he's he's John's shadow. Yeah, yeah, he's just John. He's like he's just John. Yeah. We that's why Garfield minus, minus Garfield, Garfield is so perfect. It's so perfect because it's haunting. It's just yeah. a man <laughs> reacting to what really is going on in Garfield is we don't know if Garfield's real. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sure, I mean, it can, is some Calvin and Hobbes shit. We're like, we don't. Yeah. He could be a cat that definitely stole your keys. Like, yeah. it, could be, it could be a cat that was just like, hmm, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. maybe Garfield isn't. Maybe it's a Calvin and Hobbes situation. Yeah. This is a fantastic. Did I steal my own car? Shit. No. No. no, no <laughs> I didn't steal no, my own no, car. No, 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 no. That, no one would do that. No, no. I, I have never had a lapse in memory before like that without drinking. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. Uh, but but I, I do. I do like the idea that that Garfield is like just. Yeah. Garfield's not real. That's my conspiracy theory about Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. Garfield's never been there. No. Yeah. I don't know how to explain normal, though. Oh, yeah. Because there's Garfield. There's, there's Odie. Yeah, there's Odie. And then they're okay. Maybe they're all real. <laughs> maybe they're all in John's head. All of them. Oh fuck. Okay, dude's got some problems. That's why his roommate moved out. Deep cut. Deep um, cut. <laughs> that's, uh... that's maybe. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Because like normal's a little crazy. Like, yeah. Normal's like. Yeah. Normal's like a child beauty pageant contestant. That's <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> of course, if you have multiple like voices in your head one of them is going to be a child beauty contestant <laughs> yeah i don't remember much about odie though odie wasn't really much of anything yeah did you watch garfield and friends growing up yeah that was a good one it was good it was i think because jim davis didn't write it um <laughs> but it was it was like funny um i think it's perfectly fine to have a lot of garfield thoughts it's i i have a lot of garfield thoughts <laughs> <laughs> think a lot about garfield <laughs> i don't it wasn't even like my favorite comic strip growing like why when did this start i have to just know like recently pretty recently i think okay my writing part okay here's what it is um my writing partner and i discovered that we both had the same garfield toilet seat growing up and then i went on in a and then i went on an internet rabbit hole to find out how many different types of Garfield toilet seat there are. And uh, there are at least like 20. <laughs> um, Why are there Garfield toilet seats? I don't know. 
who was asked i mean i guess us as kids but who was like who was what that? sane person was asking for this oh you know what i bet it was to encourage children to use the bathroom oh nope 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 we were like teenagers and there is a special garfield potty that is different from the adult garfield toilets <laughs> <laughs> You and your writing murder need to start a podcast about Garfield. <laughs> we probably do. <laughs> the Garfield cast. Well, you have one subscriber. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So there's some. Um, I, I don't know if this was ever actually real or if this is some. It had to be real because it's too yeah. weird. It's too weird. Um, There was this Garfield Facebook group. And. Um, let me let me just find this and show this to you. And I'm so sorry that this is on an audio podcast. That's fine. She is finding. I'm uh, this. Is, this was something that was posted on a Garfield Facebook group that is just too kind of beautiful. <laughs> um, here we go. It's called Simply Garfield's group page, and someone named Margaret commented on a photo of Garfield leaning on um, the Eiffel Tower. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, he's become Garfield? What? Oh, my God. Okay, so here's what it reads. It says, Garfield, go to find those ISIS rats. Pick them up. And throw them back where they came from. Do not eat too much pizza or lasagna. And get lasagna loaded with wrong. And lasagna is for sure spelled wrong. It's spelled like lasagna. Um, and <laughs> don't get bloated with too much gas. Uh, that's, that's when, hold on. That's that's it. Catch, catch the ISIS rats and squeeze the cheese rotten gases <laughs> to the point of no return lifeless what um margaret yeah margaret Check commenting on a photo uh, the photo of garfield just leaning on the eiffel tower just some photoshop that someone made you know that's a russian bot right that's got to be a Russian bot. Is it just a bot that like absorbed a bunch of words? Yes. <laughs> about that, that's like that's like from that like social media department at Russia. Like, you know, they did that. You know, they because the grammar is insane. It's slightly misspelled. It's insane. It is insane. Um, But why Garfield? Like, why? Why? Why are Russian bots targeting a Garfield picture because of the Eiffel Tower? Oh, because it's old people. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. Only old people would be in this Garfield Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sure. That's <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun, this is a fun detour in the podcast <laughs> where we're just like decoding. <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised. It's old white people, of course. Who else is in a Garfield Facebook group? Of course. Here's the thing. You would be surprised how much on this podcast it's probably a Russian bot has come up. That's like, yeah. that's a, that's a big thing that comes up. Because that's yeah. how pervasive the internet is. They're so, my God, yeah. It's so pervasive. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. If and it actually, seems too kooky yeah. to be like a human. Actually, sometimes my writing partner will catch them out because um, when they're not bots, when they're people 
for whom English is their second language. <laughs> yes. When they're like humans. Um, sometimes he'll catch them out because they'll say something that's grammatically a little off, but he grew up in Russia and speaks <gasps> Russian. So he's like, I know what that is. Oh, that's amazing. That's like in the book, um, Everything is Illuminated. Alexei, the, the main character, is like, I am very proximal. But what he's saying is, I am close. Yeah. And like, everything's like uh, his grammar is in his syntax is bonkers and that's yeah. like the running joke of the movie oh i love that yeah it's uh yeah it's weird it's uh yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well we've reached the end of the question uh, our last question is what would you want to share with somebody just like you in the world um fuck you're just oh fuck okay um just like me uh damn uh i'm sorry uh <laughs> um trust yourself yeah uh yeah just trust yourself and you know when something feels right and when something feels wrong uh just because you have a bunch of shit that you like to like beat yourself up over or you have a couple like mental issues does not mean that you don't know what reality is. Yeah. You absolutely do. That's fair. Um, and uh, whether it's like about something you're saying or about something someone else is saying, if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Yeah. Yeah. You got that. Yeah. All I right. That. <laughs> I love that. Where can people find you if you um, want them to find you? All right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> if you don't want them to find you, um, whatever. <laughs> if you can spell my name, it's Hannah Michaels on Twitter, but you cannot. Uh, so good luck. <laughs> good luck. That's funny. Uh, you may think you know how to spell the last name. You don't. Um, <laughs> Uh, a, a weird suicide chain led to that last name, and uh, it is not a real last name. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. There's there's no one in my dad's family that wasn't mentally ill. Um, oh. And so what happened was um, my great-grandfather, um, what, they were all in a very orthodox Jewish community. Okay. And uh, my great-grandfather was bipolar, and he told my grandfather that he was going to kill himself. My grandfather, as a 16-year-old kid, went to anyone who would listen. Like, he went to their rabbis. They went, he, he went to the cops. Like, and the, the cops were like, you Orthodox Jews like to police yourselves. Do this yourselves. And the rabbi was, like, not listening. No. And um, he killed himself. And what? so, and his whole, instead of, like, being loving and caring and, like, taking care of my grandfather's family that was suffering a loss... The Orthodox community completely shunned them. And um, so he changed his name to, I think it was like Miklovitz or something like crazy. Okay. Um, and he just shortened it rather than adding an A. Oh. So he just shortened it and moved everyone out to California and was like, fuck religion. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, pretty fair. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's all love and particles and whatever. Like, we don't know. It, or it's nothing. It doesn't matter. But that's fair. Anyone who's not willing to say that they don't know for sure is full of shit. 
that's like that. that's what I'll say like about any of any of that stuff um yeah yeah that's fair fair so okay we got that yeah I guess you can uh you can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram you can also find me at AnnaValenzuela.com uh we are starting a show in Silver Lake at Oino, or not Silver Lake, Outwater Village. It's uh, Oino Vino, and the show is going to be yes. called The Unrepresentables, where we double dog dare the industry to show up and take Fuck a look yeah. at some fucking cool people. Um, I love and, that. And then other podcasts, Bruja Podcast, and all the things. So, Hannah, if nobody's told you this today, I love you. Oh, thank you. I love you too. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. Okay, bye. bye.